Ken Tong, the director of, of uh, UMass's dining halls. And then I started to like Google it to see if other people thought he was a douchebag. When they were like six months old, someone threw him off a diving board. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast that, unlike the U.S. women's dominance in gymnastics, is subject to change. I'm your host, Keith, and joining me for this verbal potluck in which everyone brings a different subject to the table are two of my best friends. Let's meet them. All right, it's just Danielle and Nora. (laughs) We're We're best friends. We're adding a little... So basically what happened is that Tim and I recorded about half of a podcast, meaning to record the other half at some point, and then I, we need a podcast for this Friday, and Danielle and I were like, huh, might as well record a little bit, add it to what Tim and I recorded, and call it a podcast. So we're going to do one subject, Danielle's brought one subject to the table, and then I'm going to throw it to my former self. <laughs> wow yeah <laughs> i don't know how are you gonna do that time travel yeah it's the magic of editing danielle oh yes so we don't need time machines we just need editing no so i mean if you hear that cooing it's nora danielle i know it's gonna be hard but make sure you stay on that mic even with the baby in your hands what subjects you bring to the table the 2016 Summer Olympics. Woo! Woo! The Rio Olympics. Yeah. It's funny because um, before they got here, all the talk was just about how shitty Rio was and how like yeah. <laughs> like the hotels that they'll be staying in are just like barely livable. Yeah. Now I feel like all that's gone away. And the pictures they show of Rio are really pretty. Like with that picked statue of... Um, some Jesus. Religion. Oh, it's Jesus. It's okay. Jesus. And yeah. then the islands off the coast and everything. Yeah, I mean, no one said it, Brazil in general isn't pretty. It's just dangerous as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But what I've really liked, kind of, about having the Olympics on is, um, it's just kind of taken away all of our attention from like the bad things in the news in a way. Like yep. we're all focused on the Olympics, which is like exciting and. Um, it's kind of like the one time that we have some sort of national pride. Like, I feel like we just don't have any of that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it focuses everyone's attention to something good. Like you said, uh, it's only once every four years, at least the summer Olympics. So it feels like a really big deal. Yeah. So even though that it's on every night for two weeks, like it's just something you really you know the world stops and they watch yeah and i love the summer one i I like more of the events in the summer than the winter so i've just been tuning in every night well it's been mostly just swimming yeah. and <laughs> gymnastics um but this is really week one i think week two is going to be more track and field oh, so those we'll are s- boring to yeah, me. yeah i don't really care about track and field no when are all the other sports on? Like, I feel like, yeah, every night it's swimming, diving, and gymnastics. Well, I mean, I believe there's uh, Olympic coverage during the day just on other channels, like yeah. some of their lesser channels. So, 
Uh, and you can probably see it on the website, like if you want to watch basketball or something. But they know what gets ratings, and ratings That's... is swimming and gymnastics because we dominate. Yeah, and you made a good point about swimming last night. Like it's easy to watch because it's just a race. Well, it's and like it's quick. It's two minutes. It's two adrenaline-packed minutes where gold medal is on the line all the time. Yeah, you know. So there's, it's really like. There's no delayed gratification. It's just like bam, 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 like exciting race after exciting race. And because there's a U.S. person in like every race, we always have someone to root for. Yeah, that's true. There yeah, is. Yeah. So like the, it's sort of like the Kentucky Derby, except I care because mm-hmm. the Kentucky Derby is just a bunch of fucking horses that I have no vested interest in. Yeah. So last night um, I was a little bit weirded out but then you told me why he did this michael phelps when he won or maybe it was the other night but when he won he just he put up a number one side and then put up his like hands being like come on come and get me and i was like wow he is the biggest douchebag i've ever seen and then i started to like google it to see if other people thought he was a douchebag because whenever i don't like someone i google and see if other people don't i I do the exact same thing i'm always like there are people i hate like on the internet and i'm just like google their name and like sucks and then like no one agrees with me and i'm just like i fucking hate everyone um no so what happened there is that there had been this south african um swimmer who had basically been in the media just saying that he was better than michael phelps and that he was going to beat him at this event and then during the semis he was like walking in front of him and trying to get michael phelps to like interact with him but like in a you know combative way and michael phelps just stood there didn't look at him like tried to be the better man but at the end when he beat him i feel like there was all this pressure lifted off and he's just like you know i am as bad as you know people say i am this guy was just trying to get famous off me you know like it was just i think it was just venting so much frustration and feeling relieved and yeah, I think if anything, Michael Phelps now is a lot more mature than he once was. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't really take it negatively. Yeah. So that other guy was probably trying to throw him off his game. So at the end, he felt like he could finally let loose. Yeah. I mean, he was playing mind games that didn't work. Right? Yeah. So, um, but I think this is a great time for the Olympics as well for us because we have Nora. So we're, we're inside like every day. Like we're watching TV because (laughs) we need, it's such a pain to, to take Nora anywhere. And we have gotten out, but yeah, we have, but you know, we've also watched a lot of the Olympics. We have. Yes. And it's, yeah, it's just a nice thing to throw on at night because also the other trouble we've been facing is we actually can't watch a show that we need to like pay really close attention to because even though we can have the tv on she doesn't always let us pay attention to it so no. the the olympics is kind of perfect <laughs> like i've tried to put on mr robot like seven different <laughs> no, times she, and doesn't she just do- she doesn't seem to like that show no <laughs> but yeah so what are your favorite i know well actually let's tell do you want to tell people how you feel about the diving or- oh yeah this is a good story <laughs> I mean, it, it probably goes hand in hand with some of the questions I wanted to answer. Oh, okay. So why don't we get to those okay. and then we'll save my how I feel about the divers till the end. If yeah, it comes Keith up Keith has naturally. a hot take about diving. Well, I mean, I felt this way since the Atlanta games in 1996. Yeah. But we're teasing that. All right. So, Danielle, I was thinking, you know, we go through 
our favorite event, our least favorite event, okay. our favorite athlete, our least favorite athlete. Okay. And then our favorite moment. Okay. All right. So favorite event. What's your favorite event, Danielle? I like, I think I like the vault. The vault. And specifically to male or female oh, or both? Female. Female I vault. like female gymnastics. Um, I do like the floor exercises too. Like um, when they're not so dancey. Like I really like Simone. Uh, Simone, right? Simone Biles. Yeah, I really liked her floor exercise because it was really like athletic and not so much dancey. But the vault, I'm just so... I guess I, I'm very impressed by the U.S. woman in the vault, like, because they are just, like, powerhouses. They have the muscles to just do these flips, like, way in the air. Well, um, yeah, if you look at the, the U.S. women, they're, like, jacked, and yeah. all the other teams are just, like, tiny little girls. Yeah, when you watch the other teams do the vault, it's not really exciting, but watching the U.S., like, team do the vault this year, I've been, like, really into that. <laughs> Well, there's a girl on China that's like four foot six and weighs like 77 pounds. Yes. And she has to like stomp on the uh, the springboard to even do a vault. Yeah, because I think you need some weight in order to kind of get that power to go high up in the air and get all those spins in. Yeah. Chad LaClose, by the way, is the guy that was fucking with Michael Phelps. Oh, okay. But yeah. What so, about you? Well, um... So I wanted to talk about the floor. I think the floor oh, okay. is stupid, but I you like, just mentioned it. So I feel like we need to Yeah, because floor is right up there with it. Um, really? I, yeah, I like watching them do like the the tumbles across the mats. Yeah, but so and much of it is like, like fluff and they're like turning their head and like trying to look cute, but, but there's, not pulling it off because they're so jacked. Yeah, well, there's some people that don't do as much of the fluffiness. Like Simone and Allie, I felt kind of... Focus more on the athletic part. Yeah, but then it wasn't as graceful as like Lori Hernandez's or whatever her yeah. name is. I don't know. Whatever. Done with the floor. Um, my favorite event, I think, is the 4 by 100 relay. That's the one I missed. And I'm talking like the uh, freestyle. Like there's just something. I love seeing how like the timing I love seeing like where each swimmer is placed. Like, why are they putting him two versus three versus four? Yeah. And then for whatever reason, it always seems like the U.S. has just by far the strongest fourth leg. In the U.S., I mean, they've basically won every relay I've watched except like one of the first ones for the women's, and they got silver. Um, but I mean, swimming has always fascinated me. I think as a little kid. Uh, I almost joined the swim team because I was really good at swimming for my age. Mm -hmm. And then I balked at it because I didn't want to wear a Speedo. Oh. And I always think like, what well, could have been? Well, now they wear tight trunks. Yeah. What could have <laughs> been? I mean, there's literally no swimmers anywhere near like championships that are 5'8" you know so it's th true like i i wouldn't i would have needed to be like five six inches taller to even yeah. think about being a good swimmer but i don't know i've always i've always related so. it's interesting how there are like specific body types for each sport which shows that like some of its genetics like you could never be you yeah. know or it'd be very hard to be some of these athletes, if you didn't have the right body yeah. type for it. Well, some of it is um, genetics, but a lot of it is like 
when you do the same activity over and over again, it's going to shape your body That's the true. same way. All right, least favorite event. Um, let's see. I'd go with like, I tried to watch some water polo and didn't really get into it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little slow. Yeah. And like. And it's just not, there's nobody famous that I'm looking out for. And well, and the U.S. isn't very good at yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not much to say about it. Um, there's probably some other least favorites that I just haven't watched, <laughs> but out of the ones I've watched. I gotta say, um, most of these events are, are super intriguing. Yeah. But if I'm, there's a couple things. Probably anything. Anything that's just straight backstroke, I could give a shit less about. You oh, know? really? I don't care about backstroke. Yeah. It's just such a, it, it's such a like boring stroke. Like with the butterfly, it's just complete power. Oh, yeah. Like freestyle is just yeah. speed. Breaststroke is like gracefulness, mm-hmm. and then backstroke is like you're you look like you're drowning half the time. <laughs> So I don't know. And there's no one really in backstroke that I care about. Yeah, they don't really put much focus on that. All right, favorite athlete, Danielle. Um, Becky Le wait, what's All Ledecky? Right. Oh, Katie Ledecky. Or what's her name again? Yeah. Ledecky. Yeah, Katie Ledecky. Ledecky. <laughs> I really like her because she just is like uh, we saw her with make one quote where she was just like, Yeah. I tried the race at this time in practice, and it was pretty easy, so I should do well tonight. I'm pretty sure I'm going to break the world record. Like, she's just so, like, nonplussed by the whole thing. Yeah, like, she's confident, but not cocky. Like, she said that totally just, like, kind of casual and humbly. So, and she's just, she just kind of is, like... Yeah, she's so nonchalant about it. Yeah, I well, like she, that about her. She's like the best distance swimmer like of all time for the yeah. US. But she's like right now she's the best distance swimmer in the world, but she also beat the fastest like sprinter in the world at the 200. Oh like, yeah, I know. So it's like she is so good. Like she is so versatile. Yeah. Um, and wasn't there one r- race where she beat everybody and was like waiting for a couple seconds yeah, for people like, to finish? Like typically people <laughs> will look back at the big scoreboard to see if they won, but this time she just looked at the other racers and was like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, I won." It was like five or ten <laughs> seconds. Yeah, she was dominant. I know. She's um, awesome. Michael Phelps hasn't been as dom- dominant as her, but he's won a gold in every event he's yeah, raced he in. I think tonight he's going for more gold, so that'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, My favorite athlete, I think is Allie Raisman. Oh yeah. Yeah, she's from she's from Massachusetts. She is. She's this is her second time on the women's gymnastics team. Yeah. Um she she's been the underdog in like the women's uh, all around every time like in 2012 like she wasn't supposed to be in the all around and she knocked off the favorite on her own team mm-hmm. and and this and this time she wasn't supposed to be in the all around and she knocked off Gabby Douglas, who won yeah, the women's all around last Olympics. So she's people constantly underestimate her, but now she's the captain and she's just like, she's, she's like so intimidatingly jacked too. Like of yeah, everyone, like is. on the, on the squad, she's the most jacked and like the one I like would mess with the least. 
Yeah, and she's got determination to yeah. kind of prove everybody wrong. And then her parents, when they watch her, like on like the balance beam, <laughs> they uh, they just they're like squirming in their seats and like they're can very barely intense. watch. They're very intense, but it's funny. The to mom watch. like doesn't smile. Yeah. She's just like mm. really watching. All right, Danielle, least favorite athlete. Well, so I was going to say that Russian girl swimmer because of. You know her oh. drug use, and yeah, now she's her name? back in like, the Olympics and wins a gold. Uh, I, I forget. Uh, I'll look it up. You keep but, talking about her. Um, I read an article yesterday that now has me second guessing that because, um, apparently I don't know if it's tr- it's hard to Yulia know. Yulia Efimova or something. Yeah. Yulia Efimova. It's hard to know if she's telling the truth or not, but I guess she was training in the U.S. and she went to buy some supplement and she couldn't read the label and she didn't know right, that, that, like, this ingredient was in the Who thing. cares? Like, that is... That's the excuse everyone gives. Like, so if she's she failed lying, two tests, then she's my least favorite. She's failed two tests. Well, the other one... So the first test, I guess... Um, the substance was legal while she was taking it, and then all of a sudden it wasn't legal anymore. Yeah, but she's pushing the So she's the claiming boundaries. that it's still, it was still in her system and all that. Um, but yeah, as I'm saying it out loud, it is a little bit ridiculous. So if she's lying, she's totally my least favorite because she should not be in the Olympics, um, and she shouldn't lie. All right, my least favorite athlete... Um. All right. Can I say three? Sure. All right. First is Son. His name is Son Yang. He's a swimmer on the uh, Chinese swimming team. He's like six six. He's failed wow. multiple drug tests as well. And he, he's like, there's this guy in Australia who he was splashing to try to intimidate before like a prelim swim Mm -hmm. and then he just has the worst teeth and he he always starts horribly but makes it up because he's so fucking long you know like i just don't like him like he's he's full of himself so much of it is like genetics but he's like trying to intimidate people and the person he tried to intimidate him he's an australian his name's like matt thornton or something and he beat him so i was like yeah fuck you son yang all right, yeah. woman's side of the pool. Uh, Katinka Hosa or something? Who's she? She, Hosu. Katinka Hosu is a Hungarian <laughs> swimmer who wins golds by a lot. Like, she's almost as dominant as Caitlin Ledecky. Yeah. Except she, if you look at pictures of her from like a year and a half ago to now, it's like, to me, I don't get how she's not doing some sort of oh, performance enhancing drugs. She's, she's looking bulked up. She's looking less and less feminine and yeah. like I just suspect wrongdoing by her. Yeah, definitely. But my all-time least favorite athletes are literally any Chinese diver. <laughs> any Chinese diver. It's been really, that way Keith. since 1996. Um so you're 8 years old. It just pisses me off that, like, all the announcers ever say is that, like, the Chinese divers are going to win. They're perfect. Blah, blah, blah. And that sort of, like, 
when they keep repeating it, it just it gets in everyone's minds and the judges are inherently biased to say that they're better than they are. Like Stevie and I were watching these divers on the US do identical dives. Yeah. And and like they would mess up on the same things and then the Chinese divers would get like six more points. Even when the the people announcing were like, "Oh, that wasn't the best Chinese diver, Chinese dive," and then they would be a little befuddled that the Chinese got all these points. Plus, like, I just they're kind of scary. Like, it seems yeah. like they were born and then just when they were like six months old, someone threw them off a diving board or something. <laughs> Probably. And like, like this is all they've ever done. Like, it just yeah, it's, it's- kind of scary. I could see that. They probably have trained at a very young age and were taught to be very, like, alike. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is, like, they're so good. I guarantee you that they should win all these gold medals. Yeah. But, like, when they make mistakes, dock them for it. They don't need, (laughs) like, they don't need the judges thinking they're they're better than they are because they're already... They have synchronization down to a scary level. They really do. I've hated them since I was eight. I will continue to hate them. Um, I just... And it's funny because like the other night I heard a commentator say word for word, here are the Chinese, the always favored. Yeah. like <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> these judges, there's no denying it. These announcers, they're all already biased. Yeah. I just, I wish. So they're going to be looking for the good in their dive and not really looking at the bad. Yeah, they need judges who are are just locked in closets and never see the light of day, don't have any idea about who's good and who's bad at diving. Yeah, I feel like diving is hard to judge, um, similar to gymnastics, because like... Anything that's being judged. Yeah, because like on a basketball game, it's clear who wins. Yeah. It's like 40 Swimming, to, yeah. Yeah. There are races, you know who wins. Yeah. Uh, games with, you know, where scores, mm-hmm. you know who wins. But when it's just based on a judge, it's so subjective. It is. It's always going to annoy me. Um, but last question, Danielle, okay. favorite moment? Um, I mean, besides the Caitlin, Katie Ledecky one where she turned around. Oh, yeah, and that was back. awesome. Um, I really liked Simone's floor exercise. Really? Her floor exercise? Yeah, it was, it was really impressive. What was impressive about it? It was just so, like, because I first saw Laurie's and it was just like, okay, dance moves and stuff. And then Simone came out and just did this, like, powerhouse floor exercise. And I think that's one I was when I was like oh I like the floor exercises because I saw hers and it was just like dominant yeah all right well I'm trying to think of my favorite moment um I really I've been just so into all the swimming you know? yeah swimming is been- like I, I I really like the gymnastics too um but it was kind of a foregone conclusion that they would win team gold because they were just dominant in every event and they like never fell once. Um, so I think my favorite moment was actually when the, uh, I've talked about it previously, but when that Australian swimmer out, out swam Son Yang, cause he, Son Yang was splashing him like any swimmer who's trying to use like mind games i don't Mm -hmm. respect it all like and i like the people who can just you know 
get it out of their mind and just swim their own race yeah. and be dominant. So I don't know. But overall, these Olympics have been probably my favorite Olympics ever because yeah. I've been so invested in them. Definitely. And just like kind of one more thing on that. Like I just realized one of my favorite moments too was when the American guy won bronze and he was so happy about winning bronze and he was like congratulating the other people. Like I really like seeing good sportsmanship. Yeah. I forget who that was. I know he had long hair, but it sounded like he was about to quit and then he decided not to. And then yeah. like it's so it sounded like it was a really long road for him to even get to the Olympics. Yeah. So winning a bronze, you know, he should have celebrated like that. Yeah, because a lot of people get disappointed they didn't win gold. So it's just kind of cool to see some guy really excited that he won bronze and happy for the person that won gold. Yeah. Well, from our point of view, it's like we can't even fathom being in the Olympics. No. But for these people, the Olympics have been their goal their whole life. Like all they do is swim. So maybe like yeah, it's then. not as big of an accomplishment as we would think because mm -hmm. they kind of just expect that sort of success. Yeah. It's kind but of then like, again, these are competitive people, so they probably do want that goal. Well, they but. want it, but some competitive people and i would put myself in this camp they they don't love winning they just hate to lose so yeah. it's like you know like any I sort of even when you win the gold it's just like all right now i'm yeah. even if i if i get the silver i'm a little sad but you mm -hmm. like you're not ecstatic so you you like the people that can appreciate the win but they still have good sportsmanship that's true right um before we go uh, is there anything you're looking forward to in the olympics in the coming days yeah the gymnastics individual for the woman oh yeah and that's on gotta, tonight yeah right? we've got to see if ali yeah. or uh simone wins i'm hoping ali does but it yeah, sounds like cool. simone is like a lock if she doesn't screw anything up yeah so all right well if that's what you're most looking forward to i guess we should go and watch I know. but um so yeah, this is gonna be a little bit awkward. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. It's now gonna cut to me and Tim talking from like a month ago when they came <laughs> and saw Nora. Um, but uh, until next time, thanks for listening. Uh, and past Keith, take it over. Tim, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. Yeah. Um, so. I've been a father for about a week and you have a one-year-old and you just dropped your one-year-old off at, at your wife's foot, feet and said, I'm podcasting. That's so right. how'd that go? Uh, it went pretty well. Mothers, it's the uh, the best thing that's ever happened to me, um, be it my own or, or the one I'm married to. I think it's pretty easy uh, to, to be a dad when you have someone who, who does so well. Um, Tim, I don't even... Now, Heather, I, you can drop off the uh, the podcast yeah, if, you, if you're listening. I, I don't think she's even going to listen, so I don't think you need to suck up to her right now. Uh, but we're not talking about that. We have two subjects that we're bringing to the table. Tim, what's your subject? Uh, my subject is amusement park ride photos. That's so, kind of the reaction I was hoping for. I think this is an interesting subject because I think... You know what what this does uh what this photo does is allow you to capture uh one of the best memories that you can have and i think a lot of amusement parks do it wrong so i uh so you have a way to change this the the process in which these photos are taken the way they're delivered to the customer what are we talking here what don't you like what's good about them all right so yeah i think i mean i think one of the biggest issues that i have um is first of all 
it seems like we live in a, in a day and age where we can have more than just one photo. Um, I think another issue with the photos are that people tend to know where it is. And then when we, uh, when, when it comes time for the photo, I can't tell you how many times there's been someone who's had a hand in my face or, um, is blocking my image or actually I just had a photo the other day on, on a ride at Disney World where I made a funny face because I knew when it was happening and then I went to go look at the photo itself and there was a young kid sitting behind me with his dad. I think it was his first time on Space Mountain and I clearly ruined their memories. You ruined their memories. So yeah. th- I think there needs to be more flexibility uh, with how how uh, how you crop and, and look at the photos that are given to you. Well, so you just want a photo of your face essentially? Like what's the point of that? No, I think you got you got to show yourself on the on the ride uh, well, on the actual ride. Well, I guess my thought would be um, that seems like something to keep in mind when you're creating new roller coasters, but at this point like, you know, well, I mean, the, like Space Mountain isn't designed where like, you know, the photo's going to get everything in the picture if you're trying to crop out everyone but the people that are related look, to if, you. If the Haunted Mansion can put a ghost in my dune buggy, I got to imagine they can take me out of that family photo. Okay, so you're talking about like the creme de la creme of theme parks, but like freaking canopy lake park what do you expect from them hey look i first of all i expect them to have a a, a working photo uh center mm. i don't know how many times you've been on a ride where you've walked off and there's been no one there or nothing and there used to be photos it seems oh. like such a cheap free uh cheap way for an amusement park to make some money yeah well no one's buying pictures at canopy lake park unless they're us well agreed and so that's why it seems like there's such an opportunity where you know why are you going to buy a 30 or $40 photo when you could just have the photo be sent to your phone? Yeah, you're right. But how, like how much are you going to get then if you're just sending it to your phone? And if, if you're focusing on the phone, how do you prevent the people from taking the photo, taking a picture with their phone of the photo preview? Well, I mean, I think what you can do, and it's a good question. I think w- that you got to look at how are people, uh, how are people paying to get into the park? How are people, um, you know, how, how much are you charging for it? I mean, is it really, you know, I'd like to think that you could get a lot more people buying these photos if they were five bucks than yeah. would be if they were twenty-five bucks. All right. And so I think the reason why I brought this conversation up was really that. Uh, you and I need to go somewhere um, to take a photo uh, on an amusement park ride. We do. So you came up with this idea where we were going to take a photo every year at a di- on a different ride, not necessarily at a different theme park, but you basically in twenty years you want Reddit gold because you're going to post a fi- like you know like a slideshow on Reddit where we grow twenty years and like kids slowly show show up in our photos and then but we're clearly still having the most fun i think the last photo would need to be me and you looking at the amusement park ride as we've gotten too old to ride the roller coaster and seeing like grandkids like kind of going up the lift hill with with kind of some soft sappy music in the background so we're two years in and we're already struggling on our third year because i just had a child you obviously have a child uh first we had first year we had verbolton at uh where was that? That was Bush Gardens, Williamsburg. Bush Gardens, Williamsburg. Highly, highly underrated uh, amazing, roller coaster. Yeah. Amazing. Like the ride I would compare it most to is like the mummy. Yeah, that's, you know? that's fair. But I, I, 
it but that one actually surprised me more than the mummy ever did so yeah i think i mean i think we live in a world where there's a lot of spoilers out there and so i think if you can get yourself down to that park i'd recommend not trying to read up on the ride yeah. itself and just just enjoy yeah, it i think yeah, we need, yeah. i think amusement parks are meant to be enjoyed not to be not to be watched on Ho- youtube hopefully i didn't spoil too much uh, year two uh, was at Canopy Lake Park. Untamed. The, uh, Untamed. It's a. It's like a bear themed kind of like a, a lodge. You know, yeah. Like a hunting lodge, sort of. But Feels a little out of bears. place in the park. Um, but it, it it's a it's a nice it's a nice addition. Yeah, to a, I mean, to for a, a small park in New England. Yeah. I've been on worse. Yeah. You know, agreed. You know, it's one of the better things going on in Canopy Lake Park. It's one of the only reasons I enjoyed our trip there last year. Yeah. Uh, this year, we don't really know where to go. Uh, probably yeah. need to stay local. You know a little bit more about the local uh, theme park <laughs> options. Yeah, I mean, un- unfortunately, being in the Northeast, your, your options become quite limited. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think if you're talking, you know, amusement parks that are that are worthwhile to go to with a roller coaster that you know, that you'll look at and be maybe marginally excited for. You're down to, I guess I would say five amusement parks, which yeah. would be uh, Six Flags, New England, um, out in, uh, in Massachusetts, and then Canopy Lake Park in New Hampshire. I don't know if you want to count this or not, but Funtown, Splashtown up in Maine. And then in Connecticut, you kind of have Quasi and um, Lake Compounds, which Lake yeah, Compounds so. does have a very good wooden roller coaster that I think most people yeah. in the Northeast don't know about. With that in mind, though, I think we're running into the issue of, you know, what, where should we go? Because even from Boston, uh, they're very far. It's far yeah. if you've already been to Canopy Lake Park. And I, yeah. I hate to kind of burn our, our Six Flags New England. Um, yeah. I, so for me, it's like this year's going to be especially tough. We're not going to have much time. So, like, if we're only going to be there for a few hours, let's go a place that's sort of cheap, you know like has one roller coaster that we should ride, but not too much else because then we're not wasting. If we only have Mm. the three hours, we might as well just go to a place that there's only like one or two rides we actually care about. Right. So that's interesting. Cause I mean, I think, I think a lot of the smaller parks have only one or two rides that you actually would care about. Whereas I think something like six flags, new England has a couple new rides, um, be it the new, uh, Superman that's been equipped with a virtual reality headset. Um, I don't know if they're still taking photos of that. I think it would make for a a strange photo. Yeah, Um, I mean, it it would be a good one to look back at in 17 years or whatever. Yeah. And say like, wow, that's a really fucked up ride. (laughs) Um, Why would anyone ever do that? Yeah. Uh, So I don't know. Like, uh, I've I've obviously been to Six Flags. I've been to Canopy Lake Park. I think I've been to Funtown Splashtown in Maine with Steve Stanvik and his his mom and uh, Colin hey. Kernitsky, just to name drop a few people. Uh, so I might be interested in Connecticut, but at the same time, right now I'm just this year I'm in it to just get in and get out, get a photo, and keep our streak alive. Next yeah. year Nora is gonna be you know one. She might might be easier to bring her somewhere you know what i mean like so i don't know yeah no i mean i think that's a uh i think that's reasonable i we can probably get cheaper six flags tickets at some point in time um and and head out that way and especially because i think that's a park where i would imagine there are multiple rides that take a photo so we should be able to get you know a good photo and then also be able to kind of go back there in the future all right, so I'm going to put it on you right now. Where are we going? 
We're going to go to Six Flags New England. We're going to Six Flags New England. Fuck yeah, we are. We're going to Superman 3D, whatever the fuck it is. And I will say it, Superman Ride of Steel is probably it, like the top uh, top 10 coaster in the world. We're just kind of like spoiled because it's so close to us. I would agree. I mean, I think when I was growing up, people, you know, I, I loved going to, to Disney World with my family or, or Universal Studios. And I would have friends from up here who would, you know, say... Six foot Superman, it's like the best roller coaster ever. And I, I think I, in some ways, I at first thought I was hot shit going to Disney World and would look down yeah, a little bit at it. But plebes going uh, on, uh, so close to home. Exactly. But that was sort of the big trip. And I, I thank you, mom and dad, and I feel spoiled. Um, but I, I think the more I think about rides themselves, I mean, I, I agree. I think Superman is is one of the best uh, roller coasters you can possibly ride. And, I, and there's actually a couple other new rides there, um, which I would highly recommend. And I think. Um, you know that from six flags i think one of the nice things we could do is if we do go to six flags new england yeah. uh we could stop at umass on the way oh wow are you trying to fucking transition <laughs> us Tim? i was but i didn't know yeah. this is a subject to change type yeah, of thing yeah, so you know i'm the host right I, I just, you, you've clearly never listened uh you gotta the way to transition something like this would this be like it's time i think it's time to change the subject that uh I, well i think i think with anything your your transitions are, are subject to change oh wow tim uh i'm never letting you on this podcast again uh my subject today are college dining halls and since we both went to umass amherst i think we're gonna focus there but we can talk a little bit about like the shittiness of other colleges dining halls if we want sure uh but yeah so we are college roommates uh starting freshman year uh we lived together for six years and i think there are only a few things we really bonded over uh you know i think one was video games specifically halo it took me uh, a while i hadn't really played much coming into college um uh another one was pizza That'll always be there. But I think the biggest thing was just eating in general and wi- and willingness to just go hang out at the dining halls for like hours at a time because we just didn't have that much on our plates. You like that? You like that? Um, so I thought we'd talk about the uh, the greatness of a few dining halls, you know, run down a few ones that we didn't like as much, you know, maybe realize that, we had uh, rose-colored glasses for a few of the dining halls that maybe didn't live up to our high expectations. Um, so just to get things out of the way, Tim, I want a top five dining hall list at UMass, starting with five. Top five. Okay. Top five. All right. Well, I uh, I don't necessarily think about there being five dining halls i usually think about four so for me it kind of is the the break between do they give me all i all i can eat or not um are there only four there's only four but i I think what is the one i'm can we include the blue blue wall wall? so that's that's what i was gonna put at number five i think the blue wall is always good and actually i don't know if you've been back but the blue wall is completely changed now like you wouldn't even recognize it you'd think you're in a different different place but when we were there um blue wall was very good for uh an occasional pizza at the end of the year um yeah, just so, kind of spend it. so we had uh dining like plans where we we paid for you could swipe in the dining halls however often you wanted but you'd also get like 15 swipes to the blue wall which you were just describing which is like a 
you know, it was like a kind of like a fast food type area. It, it wasn't quite the dining it, hall. Probably the best way to, to, to kind of put it for listeners is if you can picture your college's dining hall that you thought was spectacular, um, this was it. And it, it comes in at a solid number five yeah, when you're at UMass. Yeah. When you're at UMass, you know, yeah. when food is the reason you go. Right. All right, number four, Tim. Number four, uh, I think for me would have to be so i'm gonna say hampshire um i i think hampshire was fantastic uh if you went on the weekends and once again hampshire has been redone so if somehow this reaches uh ken tong the director of of uh umass's dining halls i I just want to commend you on on the upgrade but uh, and i think i would like it and i'd be a lot healthier there but i I don't think they sell soda anymore or sell uh, offer soda at the new hampshire dining hall which has really changed my opinion on, on what the old one was like so um, for my lack of not eating there too much and then just from when we were there, kind of how old it was, I think for me it comes in at a solid number four. You know I never drank soda at college after freshman year. Why not? Uh, I don't know because I wanted to find like a girlfriend or something. And you wasted uh, three years of college then. I uh, did. Three years I of co- soda drinking. All right. Speaking of three, what's your number three dining hall? Uh, so coming at number three on the list, I'm going to go with Berkshire. I think a lot ooh, of people, uh, I think a lot of people like Berkshire, and I think a lot of that just comes from people. People are, are, are naturally attracted to what's new, and I think they tend to follow right. the herd. So Berkshire was it was the newest, like the latest and greatest dining hall when we were at UMass. Like it had a few more like amenities that uh, the other dining halls didn't have, but with that came a very large amount of people wanting to go there, and specifically southwest people yeah so the crowd definitely turned me off a little bit i think their pizza wasn't as good um as i would other, agree as I would other agree. places um i i think they so one thing i will say is they, they did very well on their on their on their chicken and and, and having like fresh burgers and, and salads yeah. and stuff yeah. like that but i think ultimately uh for reasons that that will soon uncover I, I think you have to put berkshire as as the number number three okay all right what's your number two so number two, uh, I think the the number two is is actually the first dining hall I was ever exposed to um, at UMass. I, hey, it's Franklin. That's correct. Uh, I don't know how you knew that, but that was when I when I would visit my my brothers who used to live on uh, who lived in Orchard Hill, go down to Franklin, and and to me the the most exciting thing about uh, about Franklin had to be stir fridays um, yeah, stir fridays Ugh, yeah the amazing thing about college is you really just aren't that busy and so on, on a rough friday when when class was out at 11 all i could think about was oh thank god i've made it to uh to friday in my stir fry you know what i, I what i liked about franklin was how everything was sort of like hidden yeah like, like, so if I turn the corner, maybe there would be some new food that I never realized was there. Maybe they switched out the chicken for like cotton candy. Who knows? And I, I never knew, I never saw the transition happen. It just, yeah. food would just magically appear. Yeah as, and far as, yeah. as far as I was considered, there was like 12 sides to that place. Yeah. I think you could just keep, keep circling it. And especially it was a very, do you, do you ever do the grab and go at Franklin? Um, only really at Worcester. I okay. never really did grab and go at Franklin. Maybe once or twice specifically with like mike bill okay uh, oh, mike he bill. would get like 800 sandwiches and eat them all at the same time in like three bites yeah i mean uh, grab and go was a great invention and it was it was it took him a while to figure out kind of how to do it at yeah. franklin so that was basically you just 
they pre-made sandwiches and cookies and stuff. So they basically packed your lunch for you. And instead of going into the dining hall, you could just reach into like a refrigerator and pull out a pre-made, uh, you could grab it and you could leave. You could grab and go. Yeah. I think that, uh, I think that's, that's pretty accurate. And yeah. I think oftentimes what you had with people with unlimited dining plans is you, you would grab your food upstairs and then you would grab your second yes, meal to exactly. go. Uh, Even if it was just for the drink and then you threw a sandwich at like, someone you assume to be homeless even though they had a textbook yeah so they probably uh, just went to the school you probably just use it as a hacky sack or something yeah, so i wouldn't worry too much about it god um so number one uh, so number one i uh i don't think most people most people would agree but i think for me this is like saying you know what do you what do you want to go to eat tonight and you might say do you want to go to your to, to go out to eat or do you want to have some, you know, mom's home cooking? And I think for me, what Worcester is, is Worcester is mom's home's cooking. And so it, it, it just, whatever you needed, it was there. Whether it was whole grain pasta, whether it was above average pizza, uh, really, really averagely good chicken sandwiches yeah, that you could like, just eat one after another. Um, uh, that, yeah, most consistent dining hall by far, I think. I knew what I was going to get. And also a very easily accessible um, ice cream. So yes. if you wanted to go and get an ice cream and just use your swipe because you had unlimited and you could kind of walk in yeah. like a baller, you swipe your card and, and yeah. go get vanilla yeah. ice cream. And what I liked is that you could walk straight from one entrance to the exit on the other side. Mm -hmm. So you swipe, you take yeah. the ice cream, and before you even stop yeah. moving, you just keep walking and you, you're on your way mm -hmm. to SOM. That's right. It's a and beautiful I, thing. I still remember uh, there was one time where I, so my, my now wife lived up in an area called Orchard Hill, which is kind of on the other side of Worcester. And I was living down in North Apartments. Um, and so the dining hall was closing in about three minutes. And all I really wanted, I knew they had meatball subs that day. So I ran as fast as I could, probably a good length of like, what would you say, three football fields? Yeah. Three football fields or so. Uh, made it ate my meatball sandwich as the place closed, walked out and threw up everywhere. <laughs> um, so this is the only time I threw up in college, no alcohol involved. And it was, it was worth every moment. Um, and I, and I went back the next morning. You sure. That's the only time you threw up. I said the only time I threw up, uh, without alcohol. Oh, I thought you meant it was the only time you threw up in college never like i thought you were implying that you never threw up from alcohol i'm sorry no no no, no. I, i'm an I honest guy to that time when you were like when i vacuumed vacuum all the time <laughs> and then you woke up and you like threw up i thought and then i went to marissa's dorm to watch uh independence day yeah see that's why you're a bad friend because when you were feeling sick i stayed by your side okay all right <laughs> tangent time tangent time all right let's let me paint you a picture it's sophomore year um uh let's let's call it probably february maybe i don't know uh, yeah that's fair i don't think it was snowing all i know was that halo 3 was out and that was that was september of 20 2007 so it could have been it could have been october november it doesn't matter i come down with absolutely the worst flu of my life like i am debilitated i it's pretty bad barely move i can't sleep it's it lasts for about a week but Halo 3 had just come out. So you guys are like, hey, Keith, do you mind if we just play your Xbox 360? Do you mind if two of us sit on your bed while you're trying to get to sleep? Mind you, it's 4 a.m. Okay, okay. But no, 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 no. Let me All finish. Right. Let right. me finish. All right. All right. So you guys, whatever. I'm fine with it. I'm totally fine with it. 
right? Okay, yeah. Totally yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah. Like I yeah. I honestly appreciate the fact that you guys are playing Halo 3. But let's move on to like a month later when you have what I'm going to assume was a slightly less bad flu. And your parents come from from their home to take care of you. Heather's there. Your mom gives me shit for not staying up with you and making sure that you're all right. Well, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, you have no idea how Tim acted when I was sick. All right. So let's just say that uh, I, I was truth comes I was, out. Tim. I was truth comes I was out. very sick that time. I, I was. Uh, I was on my deathbed, you, Tim. I almost died, and you played Halo. It's true, but but I think one thing I do want to clarify for, for the listeners is that. Uh, we sat on we sat on Keith's bed, or, or I didn't because I was on my own bed. But other people sat on Keith's bed because the TV was about twelve inches, uh, in I think across. And okay. So you really had to sit close to the TV to be able to see it. So there was kind of no choice about where we were sitting. All right, another tangent. You're the one that said you had the TV situation covered. <laughs> if you told me it was twelve <laughs> inches, I would have bought a TV. Like, uh. We played four player split screen on that. So that. So yeah, so yeah. whatever. I can't do the uh, uh, the math there, uh, but it was a very small area per person. I don't think it even. I don't think you even fit on the screen at that point. No, like, um, point is, I don't even know how we got here. But I was a better roommate than you. <laughs> I think is the long story yeah. short. Well, apparently, as you've already as I've already informed people, not uh, not according to my my mom. All right. So, so you were talking about <laughs> how sick you were or something. Yeah. No. So I mean, I was I was horribly sick. Um, I still remember. Uh, we had a had a person across the hall or, or a little bit diagonal to us named Ed. Um, Ooh, Ed. Great guy. Great guy, Ed. And I remember he helped me uh, help me down the hallway. Uh, in, into the uh, into the shower room um, before I took a shower because I could not literally walk down the hall myself. Um, and I don't know where you were at that time. Apparently, you were uh, nowhere oh, to be I'm found. I'm sorry. Did you walk me down to the shower when I could barely move? No, did, you just played Halo, did you, which in I, retrospect, I respect a lot. I just want to say you're going to have to let it go, Tim. Yeah. Um, but back to the dining hall. Yeah, let's get back to the dining halls. I don't know how we got there. We could mm. talk all day about UMass. Um, I... One thing I want to say about Worcester is that to me it was like cheers, you know? You mm. went it felt like everybody knew your name, you know? Like yeah. you were comfortable. We sometimes spent, you know, 4 hours in there. We've definitely went one meal to another before. Uh mm. we made so many dishes. I remember once even uh eating maybe more than once. Like I would eat lunch with you and mm. you would have like 10 minutes and i'd be like i don't want to leave yet so then i would change tables for some reason because i had put all my trays up and i was like <laughs> but then i was like i don't want to wait to get more food so i grab a plate and i just grab a piece of pizza and then sit down at another table and start eating uh i wish life was like that still not a care in the world yeah it's care in the world i mean i remember the dream was to spend a whole day uh just sitting in in, in the dining hall and watching you know watching yeah. the food change yeah. The dream was for you to take an entire pizza and eat it yourself. Yeah. I mean, that. Okay. Best pizza. What was like the pizza you saw where you knew, you know, screw best pizza. Best meal at the dining hall. Top five. Oh, God. That's, no. a, that's a hard question to come yeah. up on the spot. Let's I mean, no, I... we're going to make a collective top five. Okay. Let's just throw out things that should be on the list. Definitely chicken Is cordon that... bleu. 
Definitely Ooh, I do. Cordon I do Bleu. remember the chicken cordon. Are we gonna Bleu. put stir fries in there? Probably. Okay. I mean, I think it definitely wore off the, the excitement towards the end. But okay. It, it, All right. It, so stir fry. It might be on our list. Yeah. Yeah. Chicken cordon bleu. I'm gonna yeah. push very hard for. All right. Yeah. I mean, you won't hear an argument from me. I'm uh, being pretty excited. What, what else did you like there? I mean, we've kind of already talked about it, but I, I mean, I, when I think back on what I miss the most, a lot of it's just the the whole grain pasta with marinara sauce and the chicken sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. There's just you could just eat them yeah. over and over again. Yeah, I for a long time, all my meal was was like I'd grab like three chicken breasts, like some some fruit, um, some vegetables, right. um, but the chicken was why I kept kept coming back. Yeah, it was, it was great. Uh, okay, I, so chicken sandwiches are on there. Yep. Um, I mean, as it's fine. As I think through some You're of the saying di- whole wheat pasta is on there I as really, well. I just, I like the whole wheat pasta. All right, so we have one more meal to put on the list. What were some of the like? Oh, I remember. What about, what about um, uh, mozzarella sticks? How do you feel I was about say, that? So that, I, that had crossed my mind a little while ago. It was Friday at Worcester. There would be yeah. mozzarella sticks and I think uh, chicken wings. The line would be like out the yeah, door. Yeah, people really liked it. And it was good. It was very good. But I think... I learned probably the first semester in college is that just having all you can eat mozzarella sticks isn't um, a good thing. Yeah, it's not a good thing. You can abuse your power there. Yeah, I think chicken the chicken tender days were, oh, were big forgot. days for Those me. Those are huge. You, yeah, I like now that I think about it, that might be the meal more than any other that could just pick you up. Like if you're oh, having yeah. a horrible day, if you saw those chicken fingers, nice. you just you just think you flunked the test. You're just like fuck it. Get me some chicken tenders. Get me some barbecue sauce. Yeah, I remember one of the worst days I felt in college. I didn't eat for about 24 hours. And I went, like, I think you convinced me to go to the D.C. because I needed to eat something. And when I got there, seeing chicken tenders. You're like, just, all is right with the yeah, world. Yeah, I, I immediately, that was the first food I had. And God, I hope it's the last food I ever have. Yeah, yeah I mean, if if you go to jail and get put on death row, I'm pretty sure they can arrange that. I don't think so. I think they actually took that away. They took that away? Yeah. I think people were asking... Let's talk to, about cruel and unusual. That's yeah. so fucked up. People were, people were asking for too Netflix much. make a Netflix documentary about that. I know. There's If you want to be depressed, you can look online and see what... Uh, what have been like the the last meals of death row inmates? And sometimes That's... you're just shocked at how bland and bad these people's taste buds All are. All right. This is another tangent. So your last meal would be chicken tenders from the DC is what you're telling me. Part of part of my last part meal. Of. Part of. So you're meal. you're part of the problem then. You're you're the reason well, no, why I, I'm not getting one because you're asking for like ten different things. No, because people what they would do is they would ask for all this food and then when it came they wouldn't actually eat any of it. So they would just be like kind of the last little middle finger to the uh, to the man, um, which mm. I don't. Come yeah, on, it doesn't you're, make any sense it, to me. Eat it. All right. I mean, I'm I'm getting I'm getting pizza. I'm getting a yeah. deep no. deep dish from Little Caesars. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Do they have stuffed crust now in the deep deep dish? Ah, uh, they did. I'm not sure they have it anymore. Right. But the deep deep dish is deep deep dish counted. Seven dollars right now. Ooh. Yeah. Is so. it? It's not hot and ready though, is it? No. Uh, and I wouldn't really want it to be. To be okay. like, yeah. it's it's the pizza that benefits most from being hot do you like that pizza? really hot so you like that pizza more than pan pizza from domino's yeah but the pan pizza from domino's is 800 times easier to get 
Okay. Well, you know, yeah. my yeah. local Little Caesars closed. It was one of the worst days of my life. <sighs> uh, but I, I think we might want to close this podcast. All right. right sounds now. good. I think we can end on, on that on de- that horribly note, depressing um, note. Tim, I know you're a dad, so you probably don't have a social media presence, but do you want to plug anything before the podcast is over? Uh, yeah. I just wanted to say that there, there should be a, um, a new... A new uh, article or a new uh, column you, coming out. So, so you're going with this. Let's, I, I'm going with it. So, let's so announce I, it now. Do no, I think, I think we're going to hold off. I think we're going to hold off on announcing right, the, uh, the so official name. Tim is going to become a bigger part of Game Time, bro, starting with this podcast. I'm excited about what this fu- the future holds. But for now, well, it'll be a little bit of teaser. Uh, as always, you can follow us at Game Time, bro, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh and that's pretty much it. Um, we're out of topics. We're out of time. Goodbye. Goodbye.